Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today we are flashing back to episode number 170 with my friend Alex Hayden. There's no better time than right now to consider the habits in your life and to develop some keystone habits that can make a major difference for your health. Alex has provided insights for mental and physical well-being to me and many people in my circles. In this short flashback, he offers five simple ideas that can help make your life better in the year ahead. This flashback episode is sponsored by Organifi, which I like to call the Cutco of superfood blends. Their green juice is a blend of 11 superfoods and is great as a replacement for breakfast. My favorite is their gold tea, which is awesome for nighttime. It boosts your immunity and helps you sleep. Everything from Organifi is all natural and organic, and you just mix it with water when you're ready to use it. You can link to their full offerings by going to changinglivespodcast.com and clicking on the link marked Deals. You'll get 20% off anything you order by using the discount code CLSK. If you like what you hear from Alex Hayden, you can revisit our full conversation at episode number 170. We're entering a new year here as this episode is going to come out. And I think that at the start of a new year, a lot of people take some time to reconsider their life and reconsider their habits. It's a perfect time to do that. Anytime is a good time to do that. But the start of a new year, I think, is always a great time for people to set new goals and think about some of their habits. And as it occurred for you with uh, the physical well-being first, let's talk about that first. What do you feel like are some key habits to establish for physical well-being? What I'm going to share with you is kind of in order of priority, uh, what I feel is most important. So number one, and it might sound crazy, but is is sleep. Is like really optimizing your sleep and prioritizing your sleep and committing to uh, getting adequate sleep and rest for yourself. And I think for, for myself personally, this is still a challenge because I have kids, young kids. If you don't have the challenge of kids, there's a lot of things that could get in the way of, of sleep, social media, being on your phone late at night, uh, being up thinking about things. And so a couple of things that I would do is like have a note to like, like a place to deposit, get things out of my head. There's a, a practice I would do of writing down three things that I appreciate that happened throughout the day. One thing that I learned and then how I would like, this is a, a sleep hack from a mentor of mine, Jesse Elder, but like setting the intention of how I would like to feel when I wake up the next day. And I think that that is really huge is, is like deciding tomorrow I'm going to wake up, I'm going to feel peaceful, I'm going to feel joyful, and I'm going to feel motivated. Like those are my three emotional intentions that I'm setting for the next morning. And I so love like that. 
but like putting pen to paper literally at night and focusing on what you appreciate as one of the last things that you do and capturing a lesson and then deciding that that's been huge for me. Nice. Nice, Alex. That, uh, that is a great first step committing to adequate amount of sleep. What's next? So next, and again, these are the simple basics, but it's hydration. And I put hydration plus lemon, but getting adequate hydration. And one of my habits, my health habits that I've just been really consistent at, especially this year is that first hydration has lemon juice, like a half of a squeezed lemon, or we get, you know, lemon juice frozen and concentrate. That's like no additives, but I'll do like basically half a lemon's worth of water, drink that, and then water after that before coffee, before anything like that. And that does so much for inflammation in the body, uh, to alkalize the body, it, but just hydration. Like our, our cells are made of water. Like our body doesn't work properly. Our, we don't cognitively function well enough. And if we just start our day with coffee or we don't have adequate water, so I recommend a minimum of like 16 to 20 ounces of water before you do anything else in the morning, before coffee, and then overall roughly half your body weight in ounces over the day. So like for me at 185 pounds, I, I probably do 100 ounces a day. Um, and when some people say a gallon, I think that could be excessive for some people, but just prioritizing hydration, prioritizing it early in the day and making that an unconscious competent habit. So hydration is second, starting the day uh, with a big glass of water and trying to drink half your body weight in terms of ounces throughout the day and, and all of what that does to refresh the body and replenish the body. Good one. Yep. yep. And I call that prehydration, like the first early day. Um, next one is learn to love and get good at resistance training. Because I think there's very few things that we can do for our body that have such a, a tremendous ROI. But if we learn to, because I, I hear people all the time tell me, oh, I hate going to the gym. And I'm, I'm like, is that statement of about who you are? Like, I hate going to the gym. Like, they don't realize that's an identity statement. That's like me saying, I hate this thing. I have resistance to it. It's always going to be hard. And you will never build the habit of sitting around something that you hate to do. So learn to love it. Just choose that. Like, you can choose that. Learn to love it and then decide to get good at it right? Like you can get good at anything you decide to do. Just learn the the proficiencies, learn the distinctions and nuances around your body, get a good personal trainer, get a good coach and like learn to love and, and get good at resistance training. It's literally what, what what's required for maintenance of the human form and musculature is like 20 minutes, three times a week. I went to the gym today. Uh, I did 20, 25 minutes maybe. And I feel so much better and connected, but the the beautiful part is like, this is what maintains longevity of ligaments, bones, metabolism that actually keeps your body at the ideal body fat percentage. There's, there's such a greater ROI on resistance training than there is on cardio. I still do cardio. I love running, but resistance training, if you had to choose, if it was a week that I was only going to get, you know, two or three workouts, resistance training, number one, and it can be fun, make it fun, learn to love it and, and get good at the distinctions and nuances for you. Yeah. I think about the idea that, you know, we only grow through resistance. Like that's true for muscles and it's true in life as well. And I, th yeah. I think it makes sense for people to learn to reframe what resistance training is, that it's, it's growth, right? It's, it's giving us that opportunity for, for growth in our life and it, that there's a positive part to it. What, what is a way that you recommend people can do resistance training at home, you know, without yeah. going to the gym? 
it's real simple. There's a lot of body weight stuff you can do. And then with like literally two bands, there's two bands that I love uh, on Amazon, like the half inch and like a three quarter inch full loop band that you could do almost everything you need to do for pushing, pulling, hinging, rowing. And, and that's really all you basically need is your body, your own body weight and a couple of bands. You can get a couple other things like a, a TRX is really a good uh, suspension trainer of some kind. But with, with very minimal apparatus, you can get a total body workout. The, the most challenging thing is finding some way to be able to pull. And that's where the bands, because you can do push-ups, you can do sit-ups, you can do, you know, lunges and squats. And you can get a couple of dumbbells too. But just at my office, for instance, I have two sets of dumbbells. I have a set of 25s and a set of 35s under my desk. I have two bands. And I have a chair that I do Bulgarian split squats on. Sometimes I, I hold weight. I can push the weights overhead. Like I can do everything with two sets of dumbbells and two bands. That's it. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Good tip. Good tip. So, okay, so we've, we, four, we've, yeah, we've covered sleep, hydration, resistance training. What's, yeah. uh, what's four? So four out of five is uh, find an active hobby you love. Like something that like you just like can't wait to go do that moves your body that's active. I got into doing some Brazilian jiu-jitsu this year and that was super fun. And it was like, I think there's that element of competition to it. There's that element of, of like, you know, using your physical body. Um, also this year, more than any other year, I've, I've developed a love of running. And I know a lot of people quote unquote hate running. I love, I love it when I hear people that say they hate some aspect of physical movement and it's like, is that serving you? Like, and I get it, like running can be harder on your body, but over the last four years, I've used an app called Map My Run to that's helped me develop a love of running because it, it tracks it, it accumulates it. And this year I'm like twelve miles away right now from completing the challenge you versus the year, which is running one thousand kilometers plus the year. So this year it's one thousand twenty, which is six hundred and thirty-four miles. I'm at six hundred and twenty-two miles this year. And it's been easy. It's been fun. And when I run, it's like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes maybe. But it, it's one of the things that I do in the day that adds the most to like energy, mental health. Like I come back uh, better for my clients, better for my, uh, my wife and my kids. Like it's one of the best things that I do. So, but finding an active hobby that you can learn to love. And so whether it's running or a rowing machine or something that you can gamify or like a martial art. This could be biking. It could be an exercise bike. It could be playing, you know, basketball, you know, uh, with some friends, but, you know, playing pretty, pretty seriously. Like there's a lot of things this could be besides just running. Totally. And then getting it in your calendar, like a couple of times a week, at least two or three times a week, like getting out there and doing that thing that you love that is active, that moves your body. Yep. Cool. Cool. What's number five? Number five, actively love approve and accept yourself. And this might seem like not a physical thing, but this is like a men, this is kind of bordering on mental, emotional and physical, but literally this is like one of the most important things I think we can do for ourselves. So being conscious and deliberate and about speaking love to ourselves over ourselves about ourselves. And when, when we actively love and approve and accept ourselves, like we, we begin to build a foundation of sufficiency, having that peace and serenity and sufficiency with yourself from there. It's like, then we can, it's so much easier to forgive 
ourselves when we fall short of our expectations of perfection or forgive the people in our lives who don't meet our expectations or we, we create some judgment around when we're loving and accepting with ourselves, it's so much easier to, to pour out from a full cup. So many top achievers in life are very hard on themselves. And I think that can be, it could be destructive at times. And this is one way of mitigating that. Yeah. I could force myself to go to the gym every single day and work out blah, blah, blah for 90 days or like, and, and I'm, I'm fighting myself the whole time because I'm unconsciously, I, I'm a person who hates working out or I could say, you know what, I'm going to take on as a, as a statement of identity of who I am and who I'm choosing to be that I, I love living in a fit, healthy, vibrant body. And as such, I love exercise and resistance training or whatever it is. And then we can create habits, I think, much more enjoyably than kind of forcing ourselves into these rigid structures of behavior that, that are not fun. And so I'm much more uh, of a proponent of setting life up to be easy and fun and enjoyable while we're being the most effective in creating the results that we want physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, and also, you know, financially and in our business. So I think habits are, are important and powerful. And I just, I like to make them fun and easy to create. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 